Welcome to the Sunday Evening Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Kevin Vanderput. Right, so if you know, uh, if you were here last week, as a church, we started a new series that we called I Dare You. And we want to really believe that God is daring us to believe, (laughs) to believe, to pray boldly, to act courageously, to see really greater things released in our lives and in our towns. Um, Last month, if you remember, we had this series called Just Do It, where we shared about, we looked at how to reach our neighbors, our friends, our families, um, our colleagues, whoever, our world, uh, so that the good news of the gospel would be spread. And this month, we're really looking at the other side of that coin. It's like a coin, and we looked at one side of it, and this month we're looking at the other side because prayer and sharing the gospel go hand in hand. As we reach our neighbors, we reach our towns, we want to be praying for them, praying for the people we're reaching. So they really go hand in hand. Last week, um, Pastor Clive shared that prayer is crucial, that it can move mountains, and that it simply needs to be uh, an essential part of who we are as kingdom faith. As God's people, we want to be serving, and well, we are his servants. We are called to stand in the gap, really, for all those who don't know him. And um, I want us to look at a verse together to start off. It's found in Ezekiel chapter 22. And it says, uh, it goes like this. I looked for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so I wouldn't have to destroy the land. But I found no one. So now I will pour out my fury on them, consuming them with the fire of my anger. I will heap on their heads the full penalty for all their sins. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Now you might say, Kevin, why are you starting with such a, like a gloom verse? Like you could have chosen something a bit more exciting. But I think there's something really important in that verse is the fact that God is looking for people to stand in the gap. Stand in that gap. What does that verse say? I look for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I search for someone to stand in the gap. What do we do as, as, as part of God's family when we pray for other people? We stand in that gap between them and God. We pray on their behalf and we intercede so that they would come to then know God. So God is looking for people like us to stand in this gap. And in this verse, we, saw that, we see that God is looking for someone to really protect the land on behalf of the land. And because he couldn't find anyone, he had to destroy um, the land. And one man puts it like this. He says, humans were forever to be God's link to authority and activity on earth. God does not work independently from us, but in partnership with us. He wants to work through us. He's not limited. He's almighty, all powerful, but he's expressing all that power and all his will through each and every one of us. If we rephrase that verse, what it's really saying is, while my justice demanded judgment, my love wanted forgiveness. Had I been able to find a human to ask me to spare this people, I could have. 
it would have allowed me to show mercy. But because I could find no one, however, I had to destroy them. God has given us rule over the earth and we have to exercise that rule through prayer to see his kingdom expanded on earth. So we want to be those people that stand in the gap. As we reach our town, reach our families, we share the gospel, we want to be standing in the gap for each and every one of those people. Genesis 2.15 says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. The word keep here, the translation in Hebrew is the word shamar, and it literally means to guard and protect. God's original plan, and it's still his plan, is for us to guard and protect the earth on his behalf. How do we do that? Well, we do that through our prayer. We saw last week Pastor Clive was explaining the word ecclesia and how the word ecclesia means church, but more than that, it means to legislate and govern. And so how do we protect the earth, guard the earth, is by legislating, governing, so we see through our prayer that we are given the authority to change and establish things on earth through us. (laughs) Reaching our respective world's and, and really praying into that go hand in hand, as I said, they're like two sides of the same coin. But we really have to express and use this authority to see breakthrough in the lives of the people around us. Last week as well, Pastor Clive just touched on Genesis 26, where he, he shared the story of um, Isaac that was uh, discovering the wells around the land. And before he started digging more wells, he went to the wells that his father had um, dug in the past and the Philistines had covered them up. And instead of digging his own wells first, he went to those wells and uncovered them so they could be used again. And... It is the same for the church today. Every generation over the history of the church has digged some wells uh, a, a long time, the well, a well of faith, a well of prayer. All those wells that have filled um, their lives have been dug and dug, dug, have been, I don't know what is digging in the past, but you, you dug, okay, they've been dug and um And so we have to uncover them and live in the good of what is there before digging our own well and living our mark as this generation. And so we are called kingdom faith, right? So if I say we need faith to believe what God wants to do in these towns, in our cities, in our families, well, it shouldn't come as a surprise, right? And so one of those wells that has been dug is the well of faith. When we look at the history of the church, but also just of kingdom faith, we just, I, I've I heard like incredible stories that took faith so that we could see God do incredible things through the ministry. And so it's up to us to decide to take water from those wells, take the, the life from those wells and live in the good of that still today. Um, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Now it might seem like the land is in famine like we saw last week, like it is all impossible, but we don't see our situations with natural eyes. We see it with the eyes of faith. 
There's another guy that had to see a very specific situation with the eyes of faith. Um, his story is found in Ezekiel chapter 37, and it goes something like this. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was com commanded and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, breath from the four winds, and breathe into these slain, that they may li li live. Sorry. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood upon their feet as a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the Lord, sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land then you will know that I the Lord have spoken and I have done it declares the Lord now if we don't believe that a difference can be made through our prayers what we are doing is completely useless Ezekiel here had to believe that as he proclaimed these words, something would happen to the bones. He had to have that faith. If he saw the situation with his natural eyes, be like, mm, it's just a valley of bones, like it's a ton of dead people, like nothing's going to happen. Nothing would have happened, but he knew that God was bigger than anything else. He knew that God was faithful. So if God was to say, prophesy and they will live, he knew that with faith, he could prophesy and something would happen and that's exactly what happened but it takes that faith that change of perspective for it to come true so we have to look around us and not see dry bones not see a famine in Horsham in Burgess Hill in Crawley in Worthing wherever we are in our towns we need to not see the situation as it is in all the bones even in our families that don't know God we don't need to see bones there like a hopeless situation but see a vast army rising up see the possibility of the bones rising up coming to life and prophesy to it I think this is exciting. Cool. So they will rise up and they will know, people in our towns will know that they belong to God and that, yes, he is their God. But as, as Ezekiel was doing that, he was really acting in faith. But what was he doing? He was making a prophetic declaration in action. 
And so there are really two things as we give like clues this month on how to pray for our families, our friends, the people that don't know God yet. Well, one of the things we can do is in our prayer, as we are being led by the Holy Spirit, is to make prophetic declaration in action over the people around us. Last week we heard this story about um, the fall of the Berlin Wall um, in the video that Pastor Clive um, was was making um, for us, and I have another great story about that same wall. Uh, it's quite it's quite exciting, so I'm going to read it. The Lord sent a man named Dick Eastman to Berlin. Uh, he's an American that led some ministry back back in the day, and Dick felt the Holy Spirit prompting him to these instructions. I want you to get on an airplane, fly to Germany, go to the Berlin Wall, lay your hands upon it, and say five words to it. In Jesus' name, come down. That was it. End of assignment. Five words, and he could go home. So he went and told his wife, Honey, yes? The Lord has told me to do something. Yeah? What is it? (laughs) Well, he wants me to go to Germany. Okay, what are you going to do over there? I'm going to go to the Berlin Wall. Oh, okay. What are you going to do at the wall? Well, I'm going to put my hands on it and say, in Jesus' name, come down. Then I'm coming home. And that's exactly what Dick did. He, he went and, and did that over the wall. Can you imagine how crazy this story is? If you're a guy, you're in America, somewhere in Washington or wherever, you're in your house spending time with God. God says, get on an airplane, son, and go speak to the wall, lay your hands on it, and then come home. Like, how crazy is that? Like, I, if I was the wife, I'd be like, you tripping. Like, just go and pray some more. God has more to say to you. But no, he understood the power of prophetic action and declaration. And so as he spoke these words, something happened in the spirit because he had faith that, again, he believed God was faithful and almighty. So he had faith that something would happen. Now, of course, we know it's not just Dick's prayer and, and prophetic action that brought the wall down. As we heard last week, there were thousands of people praying all around Germany for that to happen. But as God led different people through his spirit to do different things, the wall did come down. And so it leads me to uh, a, a, another thing that I want to I want to speak about tonight, I want to give you like another tool, but just as we saw that one of those tools can be that prophetic declaration in action, so we can speak peace over our friends, our families, our colleagues, or we can speak life, or as we ask God, how can I pray for this person today, we can speak specific things over them, like you will no longer live under the lie that you are not good enough, and then believe that this is broken over them, so God might lead us to declare different things and it is a powerful weapon if we do believe in faith that God is acting through us in that moment and as I've mentioned a lot so far we need to be led by the spirit in our prayers because sometimes it can feel like we've prayed everything for those people everything we can think of we've prayed everything we just run out of words we don't know what to pray or how to pray it feels like we might just have run out In Romans 8, Paul says, In our weakness, we do not know how to pray, but the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness and intercedes on our behalf. As we pray, 
Let's let the Holy let, let the Holy Spirit show us how to pray, what to pray for. Let's not hesitate to ask God, well, how do you want me to pray for that person today? Like, what needs to happen today, right now, in this moment? The Holy Spirit guides us and shows us how to pray. The translation for the word intercession or interceding is in, in Greek is called, uh, is the word paga. And this word has loads of translations, which is really interesting because it then gives us different aspects of what intercession can look like. And one of the translation is to light upon. So it's really funny because it really shows how in our prayer as we are being led by the Holy Spirit and asking God to show us what to pray for we light upon different situation we end up praying for this or praying for that like I remember countless times just spending time with God in the morning and he would lay a person on my heart, a friend of ours or, or a family member. And so as I would continue to pray, I would receive a verse and then I would simply send them that verse. And in the response from that text would be something like, the timing is just perfect. I needed to hear something from God. I needed that encouragement today. I needed to, but if I didn't let the Holy Spirit lead me in my prayer, and it might seem a bit like a butterfly, like we're going left, right, center, everywhere, but we light upon something good at one point. That's how it works. And so if I hadn't let the Holy Spirit lead me, maybe I would never have reached that point of praying for that specific friend that morning and get that specific word for him that really encouraged them so we can do that every day of our lives and we were when we run out of words the spirit also prays on our behalf when we use tongues we we that that is and switching from tongues to normal tongues and to tongues again like it just it is using this lighting upon system this butterfly anointing if you want to call it uh, in the book it's actually called the butterfly anointing it's quite funny but because it might seem like we go in all sorts of direction but God is leading us in that prayer as we trust the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage you, whatever your knowledge of prayer is, whatever my knowledge of prayer is, we are never unable to make a difference because God works in our weakness and as we let him guide us, he shows us what to pray if pray for so our lack of knowledge should never be a problem but an opportunity for God to lead us into what he wants to pray for over that specific person. And finally, I, want, I believe that God wants to encourage us tonight that we just need to learn to persevere in prayer. Sharon shared that, that verse earlier that we will not stop praying until we see the change happen. We will not stop. And we need to have this fervency in our prayer. If we have faith, faith as small as a mustard seed, we can move the mountains through God's power. So matter, no matter how long we pray for, our faith should not be shaken. And sometimes when we pray, things happen in the matters of second. Things happen in a minute. Sometimes it takes years to happen, but we know it will because we have faith. So in prayer, we really need to be more like an antelope than a cheetah. Now you might think I'm completely crazy. I'm going somewhere with this. You know, a cheetah is known to be the fastest animal on earth, right? It's hitting speeds of like up to 70, 80 miles an hour. Um, and it's a predator, so it will catch its prey at that speed. The only thing is that the cheetah has a very small heart. 
So the problem, the moment it starts running, it knows it's on a time limit. It's, it's like a ticking bomb. Like it will have to stop in a couple of minutes because of a small heart, it cannot maintain those speed. So if it doesn't catch that prey in that moment, it's game over for the cheetah, no dinner. On the other hand, an antelope can run to speed up to speed of 50, 60 miles per hour, but it can keep that up for miles and miles on end. It's not the fastest animal on earth, but it can give anyone a run for its money on an endurance race. And sometimes we need to stop treating our prayer life like a hundred meter race, but more like an endurance race. We don't know how long it's going to keep going, but we're going to keep running and running and praying and praying. And it's not always easy because it's so easy to have this mentality of I'm going to pray now for that person. I'm going to pray once for that person or maybe I'm going to commit to pray for a week. But then if nothing happens, it kind of goes in the back of our mind and we just drop it and we move on to something else. And we're just like, oh, it's OK. It's not OK because God is working in those moments. He's working through this situation. Every prayer matters. It's not like God doesn't hear the first 20 and only Here's the 21, the 21st, the 20, whatever. He hears, he hears the next one. No, he hears them all and he knows we are praying. So we need to drop the cheetah right there and be more like antelopes because we are running an endurance race. Because sometimes prayer answer immediately, but sometimes it takes years to see a difference. Elijah had to pray seven times for the rain to actually come. Let's not be people that give up at six. Because at seven, we will see that breakthrough. At seven, we will see that person come to Christ. At seven, we will see that person come into these doors and meet with God. So let's not pray just once for people around us. Commit for a week. Let's not be a cheater, but let's be antelopes in our prayer lives. I like that image. Uh, if they were kids in here, they will love that image. Uh, <laughs> but we want to pray fervently and consistently until we see a change that we prophesied with faith manifest in our worlds. Our town is not going to change in a day. Burgess Hill is not going to change completely tomorrow. But as we keep praying and as we commit, little by little, we're going to see a difference come in our towns. We're going to see a difference come in the lives of the people we know, in our friends, in our colleagues, in whatever, in, in Cafe Nero, in, in, in Costa, wherever you, you go get your coffee. You can pray for that place every time you go in there. Every time you go in there, speak peace over that place. Speak whatever God leads on you to speak over that place, that prophetic declaration. It has power because God is in it. So we're called to stand in that gap. All those people that don't know God, they are over there and God is here and we are standing in the gap saying, God, I'm praying on their behalf. I'm believing that you love them, that you love them. So let them open their eyes. This is what's we the bridge that links them to God because they have no clue what's going on. But we know that we need to be praying for them. So we want to be people that stand in the gap and make a difference. We have to believe that faith it, 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 with faith that a difference can be made through us. If we don't have faith again, it's useless because dry bones will never become that army. So we want to be declaring prophetically over our friends, our family. We want to be guided by the Holy Spirit. 
Because it's normal sometimes to not know what to pray, but he is here to help us every step of the way. And we want to be ready to have this endurance race, to have faith that will not be shaken no matter how long it takes. I read this story once of a guy that was praying for his best friend and uh, they, were, they grew up together and, and he prayed for him every, like as long as they knew each other, every, every, every day of every month of every year. And um, when the guy passed away at the, at the funeral, his friend gave his life to Jesus because that's what the, the light bulb just came on and he realized. So can you imagine that that guy spent 60, 70 years, I don't remember at what age he died, he passed away, but he spent all those years praying for his best friend to come to God. And he did not actually see the fulfillment of those prayers. He passed away before he could see it. But at the funeral, all those prayers were answered and the guy changed that person's life even though he couldn't see it. Are we ready to commit 60, 70 years of our lives in prayer, run that endurance race on behalf of those people so that their lives would be transformed? Because this is what it takes to see a difference in, in this town, to see people come to God. But I believe that God wants us to be those people. And it's up to us to answer, to respond, and to pay that cost for them. Because Jesus paid the highest cost for us. So why would we not do the little we can do for them? So if we want to stand all together, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pray over us. And um, yeah, I'm just going to pray over us. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your words tonight. I want to thank you because you want to give us faith that will not see dry bones, but will see an army rising up. I thank you for that faith being anchored in our hearts that we will not be shaken, we will not be moved, but we will be a people that at all times declare over our friends, over our towns, over our nation, that an army will rise up and they will know that you are their God. Father, I thank you that we will not stop praying. We will not stop chasing after you because we haven't seen the result the first week, but we will be like an antelope running for miles and miles and miles because we know that in the end, you are faithful to your word. Your word never returns void and we will see the fruits of our prayer. Thank you, Father, because you are so good to us and you have chosen to work through each and every one of us. You are God, all-powerful, almighty. But because you love us so much, you said, I want to work through you. I want to use your prayers, your words, your time to make a difference in the world. Would you stand in the gap with me? And God, we say tonight, here we are. We are willing. We are standing in the gap for all of those people that don't know you, that don't know you yet. Father, we stand in the gap until we see your kingdom be established here in Burgess Hill, here on earth, here in the UK, as it is in heaven. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because you are so patient with us. So patient for us to understand all these truths, understand how it all works. And thank you for your Holy Spirit, the gift of your Holy Spirit that, that just enables us to always find a prayer to pray. 
Thank you because we never run out, because you never run out. You are the source of life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Again, tonight we want to declare, here we are. Use us. We decide to stand in that gap for all those people around us. Father, prompt us through your Holy Spirit as we go about in our day to be attentive and to be led by you so that we would pray the right prayers over the right people, over the right situation. Lead us to make those prophetic declarations to maybe take some prophetic action like Dick that went to, to, to the Berlin Wall to put his hands on the wall and simply declare, wall in the name of Jesus, come down. Father, we want to be as crazy as Dick, as, as, as just anchored by, in you, in, 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 by faith in you, that we will believe that that little thing will bring the wall down. We want to be people that believe the craziest thing, because your word says that with a faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move that mountain. Father, I thank you that we will start as a congregation seeing mountain moves and mountains move in this town. Father, thank you because in every street of Burgess Hill, we're going to start seeing a difference. Father, thank you because those dry bones are rising up. By faith, we see those households come to you. By faith, we see them start from death but come to life, Father. By faith, we see the town center at peace and at joy and know that they are loved because they know you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And we will not stop declaring these truths until we see the reality of it as we walk through the town center, as we walk to, to, through the streets of Burgess Hill. Father, thank you because you have chosen us. Who are we? But you have chosen us to work your will in this town. Father, it is a privilege to work with you, to be your servants to be your mouthpiece in this town lord let us honor you in everything we do in our prayer life in in the way we behave towards others father and let all, us always speak boldly and speak in faith thank you jesus thank you lord because you are so good thank you for listening to this kingdom faith podcast we trust it's been an encouragement to you for more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.